Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow, mixed with tequila and wine on an empty stomach. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher every morning, 9.45 a.m. It's live on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Today on the show, date nights? Sure, but I'm not touching their sword. Also, stick that in your pipe and smoke it, but first, live dates, huh? Stand-up raw, comedy at the Crane, September 8th. We'll get you guys going on that here soon. Tickets should be on sale relatively uh, about the next maybe week or so. After that, uh, we also have uh, the first two episodes coming out September 1st, episode 3, September 8th, the night of season 2 at Comedy at the Crane. So we'll get you guys all that information. September 21st, Vixen Theater, Chicago, Illinois. September 22nd through the 24th, the Comedy Vault in Batavia. October 15th, Beaver Island Brewing Company. December 2nd and 3rd, Vulcan Gas Company. And December 10th, Minneapolis, The Dirty Show at Club Underground. Uh, what's up to Erica Bang? Hi, good morning, Erica. What's up, Tara? Marty Quist. Marty, I saw your message yesterday about wanting to do stand-up raw. We'll get you on there, man, for sure. I think we got a uh, packed house for already September, but maybe October. I'll get you. I'll get you all that info. What's up, Amanda? Nice to see you. D, what's up, Lynn? Nice little old breakfast crowd we got going on today. What's up, Andrea? Want to say thank you to everybody who dropped me a line after the show yesterday. If you were on the live feeds, we sat around for. I was just asking people because I always considered it to be very helpful when trying to like dictate character or what it is my lane should be in certain aspects of either radio or you know uh, social media and it's tough to do when you're just like a one-man show and you don't have the backing of corporate dollars to be able to do focus groups and testing so you have to kind of like figure it out on your own and for the longest time I always hated the fact that I would go on Jags and they were almost, it almost felt like so patronizing to have people be like, look at the little guy. Look at that little guy. Look at him get all mad. Oh, look at him. He's upset. Oh, he's comp I'm like, I'm complaining about legitimate things here, you fuckers. I'm making fat. Oh, look at the little guy. Look at him get his panties all up in a ruffle. Oh, look at him get all mad about the coffee pot and how people leave a empty coffee pot. On. Yeah, you're going to burn the fucking building down. Get your fucking shit. Oh, look at that little guy get all mad. Oh, look at his face. He's turning red. Somebody's turning. Oh, is it nap time? It's nappy time. Oh, maybe it's time to go take a nap there, buddy. Oh, look, I'm getting all mad. Fuck you. That shit used to, like, make me angry. And I would always, 
And I can never understand why people would always go, dude, you got to do more of those rants. And I'm like, I don't want to. I want to fucking chill. I need to fucking relax. I don't want to be that guy who's screaming and fucking, you know, stomping his feet about everything. I want to chill the fuck out. And people were like, no, he's a little guy. He needs to get all mad about things. Let him be mad. I'm like, I'm fucking, I'm done. I'm done getting angry. So I did. I was like, I'm not doing it for you guys anymore. I'm not going to be that guy that gets on and then you play your stupid fucking song. I'm done. I'm done. Wrote that stupid fucking, fucking rant and Rudy fucking song. I hated that thing. Every time it fucking played, it drove me bananas. God damn it. But I did it because I was a team player. And I'm like, when I get out of this shit, I'm done. I'm done with the fucking screaming. I'm done with the rant. I'm done. No more. No more. And then I asked you guys yesterday, what the, what's going on? Because I'm finding out that some of the shit that used to work doesn't work anymore. And the number one thing I heard last night, we miss you getting angry. And I'm like, no. And they were like, yeah, that's who you are. And I'm like, that's not who I am. I'm not that guy. And they're like, ah, listen, we dictate who you are and that's who you are. Fuck. So I sat down yesterday. I put some study to it and I thought about it. And you guys are a thousand percent right. Because the problem is people don't see who they are. They give off a vibe that is completely different than the one that they think they're putting out there. I had a family member of mine who was the most uptight, fly off the handle, you know, anxious, just like such a tough person to be around. But if you ask that person, what do you think other people think of you? That person would go, I'm the coolest, I'm the coolest fucking person there is. I'm super chill. I'm super chill. Every, I, I, no one ain't, ain't nobody more kicked back than me. Ah, uh, you don't see it. So last night I went and did about 15 minutes of stand-up and I was like, everything you do tonight, scream it. And not scream it like in the microphone, like, but be angry about it. Everything. Just find it to be annoying. You're super fucking annoyed with everything. Go in there and just be super annoyed. Doesn't matter what, doesn't matter the story, doesn't matter the joke. Just be super annoyed that you have to, you're so mad that you're here. And I'd say about 85% of the shit last night hit. There's a couple of jokes in there where I'm like, okay, that's not that great of a joke. So it needs to be, it needs to be worked out. And I'm like, that's, that's it. That's the, I think that's sometimes the missing sauce when I go into shows and I don't have that ire under my ass. <sighs> Which I don't like the fact... I don't like the fact that I have... Because it puts me in a bad... I feel like sometimes I complain about things and then I just get like... Afterwards, I just feel icky. I feel like I just... I complain to just complain. I'm like, I, that shit's got to stop. Sally, we love the rants. You say things we all want to say but are too afraid. See, I, I feel like sometimes I just, comp because there's no real threat. I think maybe that's the allure of me just, you know, ranting and raving about shit, is there's no real threat. Like, my ex-stepdad was six foot three. He was a big dude. 
When he'd be fucking pissed, man, I saw that guy put holes in walls. Like, there's no threat with me. Because most people, including women and some children, could probably beat the shit out of me. So there's no real immediate threat. Tiny little guys, every time I see, like, he was an abuser. I'm like, that guy was five foot 11 or more. Tiny little dudes, don't abuse. Put that shit on a bumper sticker. Tiny dudes, don't abuse. We can't. There's, I know a lot of dudes out there with small man complex, little man complex. And let me tell you, to be the first. We hate it when you call us men, okay? <laughs> it's true, though. Like, there's no threat. I'm a tiny guy. There's no threat there. So you can sit and listen to me bitch and moan and complain about fucking everything, and it's never going to hurt you. When you see a guy who's like, who's a big dude who's like road raging, that shit is scary. But just the, you know, the little tiny guys, like I feel like Foghorn Leghorn's little nephew. <laughs> I'm really dating myself now. I'm not a chicken, I'm a chicken hawk. That guy. Tiny little dude screaming and ranting and raving about everything. And they'd be like, oh, look at that little feller. Oh, look at him. Look at his, and they flick him off the edge of the fucking cliff. Oh, look at that little guy. Look, he better get out there, little guy. You know, getting all ranty. You got cl- fucking snap. Off he goes. Amanda, come on. It's called fun size. That's what I use. I like fun size. I like that. Lynn, we'd love to listen more, but I got to see a patient. Well, download it, Lynn. You get all of it. Crystal, good morning. Look at that stash. Yeah, it's coming in. It's coming in. Somebody said, what are you, a pedophile? I said, no, I grow the mustache because kids don't like beards. Give you a second to let that one sit in. Sally, we love the rants. Oh, I already read that one. Thank you very much. I really do appreciate it. Uh, Anna, thing is you rant about the things we want to rant about. I love when someone shares my outrage. Somebody shared a video with me yesterday that I I took into consideration. My buddy Jeff sent this to me, and it just so happens it was something I was just thinking about. And he sent me this clip of a guy who complained about ketchup, just screamed about it. And he was angry that people don't have big corporation ketchup, people who buy generic ketchup. You can't spend the extra 73 cents and just get yourself some Heinz. Get yourself some Heinz, everybody. Don't go with the exceptional value. You're worth it. You are worth it. Get yourself some fucking good ketchup. And I was laughing about it because in the in the clip he's like, he's like, I will buy you ketchup. I don't want to come to your barbecue if you got shit generic ketchup. You get fucking good ketchup. Listen, you need ketchup. I got an hour and four dollars. I'll fucking buy you ketchup. And I love the fact that he lost his mind about it. And I'm like, yeah, that's. I feel like maybe that's kind of where this needs to go. I, I've been I've been sort of outrunning it for so long because I just don't want to be that guy because it really does take a lot out of you to complain about everything. The problem is, it's one thing when you... I get it, like you do it in jest and you do it to be funny, but then you have to start looking at everything like that. And that is a that's a tough pair of glasses to look at through the world is how... Why is, does everything suck? And everything doesn't suck. 
And maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just that heightened version of like, I need those things to complain about to be able to like get my point across. But, but I, I think maybe where the, the comedy comes in is me being such a small diminutive guy. There's no threat. You just let that little guy blow off some steam and then he'll get back in his papoose and he'll be back on his way. <laughs> uh, Erica, glad somebody brought up the Princess Bride stash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wondering at some point how long it was going to take before somebody brought it up. The problem is it will at some point start to curl up. I got a weird grain to my facial hair. Because like if I grow my beard, which right now I can't just because I got some alopecia going and I got a big giant bald spot right in the middle of it. I've had two of them. One of them grew back in. Hopefully this next one can before winter time so I can actually grow a beard. But when I grow it out, man, it like it like sways. It like there's like a it's like a grain to it. It literally like swoops to one side of my face. Jules, exhausting to be intense emotionally, mad, sad, whatever. Yeah, I feel absolutely it's hard to go through life like that i think it's another thing to know when to turn it off and and turn it on because i was always really good about like you know in the radio show days it was hey there's this thing do that thing you did in the meeting yesterday just do that on air and then i'd go in and i'd get all heated and then at the end of it i we would just turn the mics off and i would just go back to me being me like just chilling out and just like getting my stuff done and not caring about, you know, did that sound, what, just, I don't give a shit, whatever. This is me. Fucking here you go. So last night I kind of went into everything with just like a, an ire, just a annoyance for everything, you know? And it seemed to work. It seemed to be, uh, seemed to kind of, but you know, who knows? Cause I always thought like, I always thought, I thought I knew my character and then my character kind of like, Took a took a dive over the last six months. I'm like, why the why is that happening? Why, why what, something's up? Something it's not. I don't know what it was. Uh, Sally, I noticed the stash right away. Didn't know what to say. My son has one like that too. Yeah, it'll grow in thick. Like it just takes a little bit of time. I got a good mustache. It just takes a you know. I mean, it's no Magnum PI. Which I was working on a film one time, and Abigail Hawk, who was on. Blue Bloods with Tom Selleck told me this story about how she was walking through the through the hallways of the studio past everyone's dressing rooms and it was day one of like season six and she noticed that Tom Selleck's dresser was open so she god damn it stop fucking calling me you pricks I, how many times do I god damn it I fucking put the focus on listen Apple Knock this shit off. It's either focused or it's not. I'm going to drive a Ford Focus into your bullshit fucking Apple bar. Fucking fuck you, Apple. I've told you a million times. The fuck. The, it's focused. It says do not disturb. If this was a La Quinta, they'd be, I'd be bitching and moaning at the front desk. It says do not disturb. I don't want your fucking help. I don't need a phone. I don't need this shit. Knock it off. Stop fucking banging on my door. I got little soaps. I got little soaps. I don't need more of your shit little soaps. I'll, come, I'll tell you when to come back. It's not now. Come back at 2 p.m. Fucking dicks. Anyway, what I was saying, um, 
was ah shit can somebody help me on the instagram live feed what the fuck was i just talking about um mustache oh tom Selleck. yeah so she is uh she comes she comes past tom Selleck's dressing room and she notices that his door is ajar just a little bit so she plops it open just a little bit and just went to go say like hey tom good to see you hopefully you had a good time you know some good time off and tom Selleck was in a mirror with a mustache comb and he was doing that movie and he's like pulling his lip down and he was combing his mustache i'm like dude you fucking saw you totally saw rambo sharpening his knife you saw schwarzenegger loading up the gun that's the most you saw evil knievel Tuning up the goddamn motorcycle. That is the coolest story ever. Tom Selleck combing his mustache and you saw him from a gaze? No one gets to see that. I guarantee Tom Selleck's kids have never seen Tom Selleck comb his mustache. Oh no, she's seen it with her own two eyes. I love it, man. I love it. Uh, What's up, Bonob? Bonob? What's up, Nate Hood? Good to see you, man. Uh, Scooter Blue Bloods, yes, that's what we were talking about. So anyway, so yeah, so thank you guys yesterday very much. I do appreciate the uh, feedback. It's very helpful. Some of you should learn some fucking tack, though. Christ. You read some of these emails and you're like, listen, I was just asking for a little bit of constructive criticism, okay? Jesus. Somebody goes, you know what? It's like karaoke. I thought... I, when you go up there, it's like people just going out to care. No, it's not. Because I'm not getting up and doing fucking, you know, I'm not doing uh, Eddie Murphy's material. Karaoke, you go sing other people's shit. I'm coming to you with my life stories. I work very hard at this. I'm up 5 a.m. cranking out jokes so I can go to the gym and then come back here and get shit done. It's a very fucking intimate process. <laughs> it's a very intimate process so that I can go to the bar and drink. And work for 20 minutes a night. It's a very intimate process. You don't understand. Sally, you remind me of Chris Farley when he would rant about things. He would joke about being a large fellow and then joke about, uh, you joke about being smaller. The thing about Farley is that uh, he was funny. (laughs) Tommy like wingy. Uh, Rudy get annoyed. There you go. That's the fucking difference between him and I. His brother, by the way, Kevin Farley, going to be in southern Minnesota, Lansing Corners, which is a room I've done before. And uh, it was funny because last night I was in, I went to southern Minnesota to go do a set. It's great. There's like this some little like wayward bar in the middle of nowhere that has a uh, that has a show. And the, the gal who runs that thing, she's like, ah, stop on by. Just do however long you want. I'm like, there's other comics, right? She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, so like how long? She's like, I don't know, if you want to do like 20, 25? I'm like, holy shit. Dude, 25 minutes of stage time on a on a Monday? Like everywhere you go in this city, it's like, dude, you get three minutes, get the fuck off the stage. Like, okay, fucking sorry. Um, Yeah, it was cool though. It was great. Uh, so I really do uh, I really do appreciate everybody uh, dropping a line yesterday because Sometimes that stuff, you have a hard time seeing the forest from the trees is basically what I'm getting at. All right, let's get into a couple of stories here real quick before we move on, shall we? Uh, More Americans, especially young Americans, smoking marijuana than ever before. Absolutely. Study uh, conducted by the University of Michigan found that 43% of adults aged 19 to 30 smoked cannabis at some point last year. 
Could just be one time, but I totally get it. A very significant jump from 34% five years ago and 29% in 2011, and the highest recorded since 1988. Yeah, because weed has become so goddamn good and so strong. It's way better than the ditch weed that just used to give you headaches back in the day. The stuff that's being, I mean, even like the 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 swag that you buy now, like it's it's not bad, you know. I don't smoke I don't smoke a lot of weed. In fact, I never smoke weed. Actually, I should rephrase that. I never smoke weed. It's not my thing. But I do like a like a small little piece of a gummy every now and again. Not my thing, though. I don't like the feeling. I don't like the paranoia. I don't like my. I can't wrap my head around things. I just don't like it. But I get it because we're seeing the long-term effects of alcohol. All these IPAs, all these giant beers that are like 11.5%. Stuff takes a toll, man. It really does. Like, I'm looking at guys that would drink. I mean, let's just take, for instance, Marty Quist, who hops on to the live feeds every now and again. Marty, you've been sober what now? It's been six months, something like that? Five months? Three months? Somewhere in there, dude. Guy looks amazing. Just in like that little amount of time. My buddy Tony takes a year off like every other year from drinking. He'll just he'll drink for like a year and a half, a year, and then he'll take a year off. By the time he gets like three months into that year, he looks like a brand new person. I'm like, yes, that's what we should be doing. But instead, no. Just a bunch of dum-dums just throwing down all the time. Uh, Sally, weed is uh, all you smell in the air now versus cigarette smoke back in the day. Yeah, Marty, two months. Good for you, man. Goddamn, dude, two months. That's awesome. You look great. Phenomenal. Looks so good. Even after two months, dude, it's amazing. It's a glow. He's glowing. <laughs> yeah, I just mentioned this the other day when we were downtown Saturday night. Uh, Aiden McCluskey, when we were doing the show Saturday at Comedy at the Crane, I'm like, just everywhere you go now, you smell weed. Everywhere. Doesn't matter what city... Small town, Las Vegas Strip, middle of nowhere. You could be in bumfuck Egypt, you know. You could be 30 miles outside of Sturgis in the Black Hills. You're going to smell weed. Everywhere you go nowadays, weed is so prevalent. I didn't know what weed smelled like until I was like, I, I bet I was 19. I had no idea. I mean, I bet my daughter has been in close contact with marijuana probably 30 times. In, I mean, and that was even before she was like 10. All the times we went to California and Florida, there'd be fucking quaffs of weed smoke coming at you. You're like, oh, God. I dig it. I'm glad that people are getting on board with it. I'm loving the medicinal aspect of it. But, dude, some days I'm just like, you guys got to bring this shit down a little bit. My God. Figure it out, man. Maintain. Maintain. Cheap rental trucks are the new trendy date uh, night, or the new date night hotspot. I kind of dig this. Celebration of their one-year anniversary. A couple from, I believe, New York. Yep, uh, outside of New York. New York City. New York City! Somebody get the rope. Uh, rather than book an overpriced flight during one of the most chaotic travel summers on record, this couple went out and got a U-Haul for $19.95. The social media savvy couple who work for a small coffee startup posted a video of them on their cheap date night, racking up 1.4 million views on TikTok. We're always looking for unique, out-of-the-box date ideas, they said. So they grabbed a U-Haul, they rented the truck, 20 bucks, brought it down to the local drive-in, backed that bitch in, got themselves some jujubes and a bucket of popcorn with a blanket, and just sat and watched two movies back-to-back. Not bad. It's a hell of a way to spend a night. I wish there was more... Like, 
I dig the the date night aspect of it, and I like the drive-in theater. I kind of miss it. I don't see you don't you very seldom see them. We didn't have one in northern Minnesota, so the few times we went to one, I thought it was a treat. I love the fact that you didn't have to sit in a weird, you know, in a weird, uh, uh, you know, like a th- especially back in the day, theater seats were just so uncomfortable and ugh, gross. But now, like it's a luxury box, they they, you know, you kick your feet up. It's the shit, dude. Uh, Sally, is that a dead skunk on the side of the road? Nope. Yeah, that happened at a Todd Snyder show I brought my daughter to. We were at the Fitzgerald Theater. At some point, my daughter goes, um, why does it smell like a skunk in here? (laughs) And I busted out laughing. I was like, well, sweetie, the reason why it smells like grandma's garage is because that's marijuana. I didn't say that. I wish I would have. That would have been so much better. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher every morning at 9.45 a.m. It goes live on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. You guys are the best. Thank you guys so much. Always appreciate it when you take a long walk to Cleveland. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.